Welcome to It's All Poop and Plastic with Seema. This week has been challenging. <laughs> uh, much like the previous weeks and several, I imagine, weeks to come. Um, so today... Yes, today I would like to explore predictions and our ability as humans to predict things and how useful those things are. I was watching a video that was made the year that I was born. So, uh, it was Walter Cronkite um, talking about what the future would be like. So, what would what would life be like in 2020? Or maybe it was 2021. Anyway, whatever. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. It was going to be 2001. So, what was life going to be like in 2001? Which was actually... Uh, 20 years ago and it was not like that and it's not even like that now and although I think it's safe to say that we really did um, move leaps and bounds in some direction uh, beyond uh, beyond what I think we could previously have imagined, like you know, my recording this on my phone uh, and a phone that I can put in a, in my pocket and that also has access to a world of knowledge, but. I think the day-to-day really societal improvements have not been made. And definitely there is a, like a, a chasm between the haves and the have-nots. and. Um, I really feel as though we haven't progressed because of that. So, uh, when earlier in the week there was the, um, the landing on Mars, I just thought, who cares? Who cares? You know, it, it, it harkened back uh, to my mind of of the uh, the song uh, Whitey's on the Moon uh, which was a song that came out um, during some major um, uh, civil rights protests 
how there was this space race and you know whatever number of white men uh, trying you know landing on the moon and it was just like a who cares like who cares when we don't have justice here so it's interesting how maybe technologically we're very comfortable in moving I don't know quote unquote ahead without wanting to take others with us and maybe this has always been the case you know even when it came to literacy I suppose you had you know a certain amount of people that were literate and that of course propelled them to a certain area and in today's terms where maybe we have an increase in literacy just the inability to have technology or <laughs> Wi-Fi access uh, keeps huge portions of of uh, people from advancing or even getting uh, reasonable employment that isn't just physical labor it 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 really has nothing to do with their capabilities uh, but it does have everything to do with access um, you know and it keeps certain people there and certain people over here and I imagine on a certain level as well there is this need to keep certain segments of society at a level that um, <laughs> we feel advantageous you know, uh, so that, you know, things can be built overnight or, or built cheaply and um, continuing to keep the cheap labor force cheap uh, without a concern as to what life is like for them and uh, and it's even in those places that uh, one can imagine you know are supposed to be working for uh, the larger greater good it, it's the same. You have cubicles of people uh, that you know 
are never going to get beyond um, living four square feet with hundreds of others. So it has really little to do with what's happening on top. Um, but how do we, how do we, how do we reimagine this? So that is what's happening. Um, how can we reimagine, how can we reimagine that reality so that we can move past it. Uh, I had an idea today and I don't, I don't know if it, if it's worth exploring. There is a, there is a historian who uh, is making a move to referring to uh, we we f- formerly in U.S. history at least, uh, probably even world history, there were people referred to as slaves. Uh, but he is now moving towards the real situation, which is uh, calling them human beings who were enslaved. And and I believe that that is an important distinction, is understanding uh, human beings who were enslaved as opposed to slaves um, as being some kind of natural uh, descriptor. So I was thinking uh, out of all of the documentaries and out of all of the drama series that we have seen uh, from or about the enslaved experience and how this is not uh, moving the right people and how it is further triggering uh, those people who have lived that or understand it as a as a general uh, as as a generation trauma uh experience like it's 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 a triggering uh depiction what would it be like to see a depiction of 
of this enslaved experience as European. So you have the, the, the exact same story, but the enslaved person is dramatized by a European or, or actually like an Anglo-European and I'm not talking about blackface I'm talking as seeing sort of a uh, like taking taking the the negative of a picture so the captors and the plantation owners are people who have descended from enslaved people and those so they are portraying those characters and then the enslaved characters are being portrayed by the people who descended from the captors and I wonder if seeing that portrayal would bring a real understanding of what that experience was like to the people who need to understand. Because I believe that there is a desensitization um, that has occurred in the portrayal of making things historically accurate and what would it be like if there was a real 
dramatic reenactment. Done in the negative. And I, I don't mean uh, like positive negative. I'm talking about negative as in film. You know, so uh, what was black is white and what was white is black and how would then that experience translate to the viewer um, and similarly We, we could even go further and, and understand um, rape in the same way. That if it is a female uh, aggressively, forcefully um perpetrating a rape onto a male and what then would happen in the psychology of understanding what then would be the trigger or would there be a trigger I believe that there would be enough of a stark contrast that it may make the experience more real to the people that it needs to be made real for. So what does this have to do with predictions? I I believe that unless you have this understanding of what um, the other side is feeling and what the other side has gone through, that until such time we can't be predicting anything because our predictions are based so solely on the experience of the haves and not in the experience of the have-nots. Uh, even future predictors will, you know, tell you uh, their catastrophes and, and often the extreme um, the extreme prediction does not come forth. It's a watered-down um, event or 
watered down events uh, that even those predictions are not useful. So I wonder if we can make this shift in how things are being portrayed it will potentially catapult us into a new socially responsible way of being that might potentially lead to a more unified future experience. I don't know. But today's lesson it's not today's lesson. Today's episode is brought to you by possibilities. And this is something that we all have. The possibility of good or bad experiences... The future is unwritten and therefore it is always new territory. Talk to you next time.